0: Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by two Cuban Americans based here in Louisville, Kentucky. We have Sayir and also Danilo. The main topic we are discussing is Sayir's attempt to make the United States Olympic team at some point for running. Really appreciate Sayir and Danilo, for joining me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals to my sponsors. life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to The Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by two Cuban guests. I have returning guest Danilo, uh, Coach Danilo from House of Warrior Boxing. Yep. Hello, hello. Welcome back onto the show. And then we also today have Zaire... Uh, So you're originally from Havana, Cuba. Yes, sir. Um, Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: When talking to Danilo at Boxing Practice uh, about different stories of people that I like to interview for the podcast, um, you know, I'm always very fascinated. Of course, my wife is from Cuba and learning about the different people who come and the different uh, journeys, you know, whether they're a boxer or... Just coming here for freedom, pursue like business ownership, stuff like that, of, of course, is very fascinating and enjoyable for me, at least, to learn about. Um, Zaire, could you introduce yourself to the Kelly Patrick Show audience? You're, of course, from Havana. How old are you? How old were you came uh, when you came from... Cuba to the United States. How did that go? What what can you tell us?
1: Yeah, so I'm 23 years old. I came to the States when I was 15, almost 16. Okay. I think it was around March. Did you speak
0: any English at that time?
1: No, no. Wow. I I couldn't even speak. Like, they asked me for my last name, and I was like, what is last name? Yeah, so I didn't speak anything. Very cool. Yeah, I came when I was 15. My dad was a doctor in Cuba. He moved to Venezuela for a mission help venezuelans and stuff and then he just he wanted to come to the united states since he was like 12 sure so that was his chance he crossed the border to colombia back in the day like 2015 2014 they had a law basically you could go to the u.s embassy in any country and ask for a visa and they will give you a 21 day visa and then you can fly to the states and then if you were a doctor you can bring your family so like three months later me and my mom came so it was like very random
0: okay so your father was a doctor in Havana Cuba yes. they sent him on one of those humanitarian aid trips yes, My sir. wife's father was sent to work in Venezuela at one point for something mm-hmm. not a doctor but mm-hmm. um, and he wasn't paid a whole lot despite being a doctor
1: nope no I mean back de- back then a month was like40 dollars.
0: It's pretty good compared to others. Yeah. Compared relatively. I'm being, and I'm not being sarcastic.
1: No, no, no. I get it. No, yeah. yeah. Relative.
0: My wife worked 40 hours a week and she made like $16 a a,
1: a month. Exactly. No, compared to other people, they actually made no money. But yeah, I mean, if you're a doctor in Cuba, you only made like $40 a a month.
0: You know what's wild to me is I was talking to Luis. Luis Pita and I message on Facebook with Translator a lot. So we're talking a lot. Yeah. And he said that when he was in Cuba, he was in the highest level of boxing program. Oh, he yeah. got paid $40 a month, too. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit, you get paid just as much as doctors mm-hmm. for being a good amateur boxer. It's just wild.
2: That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in
1: Cuba back then, the people that did, like, the trash, like, the garbage, like, the people that drove the garbage trucks and the stuff, they get they used to get, like, almost $100 a, a month. Okay. So, like, yeah, if you work as a gar- garbage man, you get paid more than a doctor, so... Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so Havana is where your family has always lived. What? My, I'm curious uh, based on your father's description because everyone's journey is so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not about your athletic performances or anything, but why did it why did your father wait until 2015 to leave Cuba? Because I'm guessing he's an educated intelligent man. He knew for years that wasn't the place to make money.
1: Yeah, so the way he works in Cuba, my mom is actually a doctor too. She left Cuba when I was four years old, so around 2003, 2004. She left to Venezuela, too, and then she went to, like, Pakistan for one of those humanitarian missions. But she wouldn't want to – she didn't want to leave me in Cuba and, like, move to the States. Sure. Because she didn't know how the paperwork was going to, like, you know. She didn't know, so she didn't want to do it. My dad, he took him all the way to 2015 to be able to leave Cuba for one of those missions. Okay. I see. So he
0: wasn't able to leave Cuba – in any way. Yeah, at all. T- I see. Okay. So I he, wasn't trying to be critical, of course. No, no, no. I was born in Ohio. It's pretty easy for me. No. So no. he didn't have a chance to get off the island yeah, at all. At all. Yeah. yeah. So he was
1: a doctor the whole time, but he didn't have the chance to go to any of those missions or leave Cuba whatsoever. So my mom, she left, but she came back because she wasn't she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to leave me in Cuba as a five year old. She didn't know if I, she was gonna make me be able to Bring me here and stuff. So she came back, and then my dad. When I was like 15 years old, so he decided, yeah, this is my chance. I'm gonna take it, and here we are. Wow, yeah. very
0: cool. So, where's your mother now?
1: She's here too. She, okay. yeah, they live. To, we live in by Preston Highway. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are all together yeah all now together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. very I, cool. I used I stay in Flagstaff, Arizona. I don't know if you know, but it's like two hours north. From Phoenix. Okay. Okay. Because uh, that's what I train It's like seven thousand feet of elevation. Yeah, but we're my... gonna
0: get into that actually. So, so when you first came in 2015, what state did you go to?
1: Oh, I came here. So I stayed. Louisville. Uh, yeah, Louisville, Kentucky. So I stayed in uh, <clears throat> Miami for like 15 days to do like the fingerprints, the the screening and stuff, and then we moved. Me and my mom came here because my dad was already here. So I have been here since then since twenty fifteen.
0: All right, so fifteen be, all right, so let's back up a little. Before you left Cuba, what sports were you good at? It, right?
1: I was really good at soccer. So when I moved to the States I was playing soccer with Danilo yeah. uh, a Newcomer's Academy. We played a lot of soccer there. And then uh after my first year in Newcomer I went to Frank Creek and in Frank Creek I played soccer too for like the whole junior year, because I, I got here when I was 15. Sure. So they put me in 10th grade. They put me back a little bit because of the English. Sure. And then Frank I was a junior, played soccer, and then I started doing uh, track. Cause I was really good at running in Cuba. It's just like you can't pursue it in Cuba because of what we know. Like, you don't make money. But they don't, they don't even push – the kids
0: into the amateur because they do take some sports very serious mm-hmm. in the communist cuba right so you you were not you were focusing on soccer while you were there
1: yeah when i was there i wasn't really practicing any sport they they honestly don't at my age there wasn't well i'm in like maria now havana so it's like a really small town it's like the hood what you would call here the hood so it's like they don't really push any sports where we from we just do it for fun mm. so we everybody plays soccer so that's what i did like since i was like five years old but they do push a lot of baseball sure from where i'm sure. from yeah did but you play ra- baseball uh i play for fun but never nothing serious but running was just like a like a thing that we did for like money sometimes we would like raise each other for money and it was like bets and stuff like that going on so i kind of like fell in love with the competition and the you know the atmosphere was running and when I came here, I kind of had that chance. But in Cuba, it's just, they don't really have any system in place for you to become an amateur runner or like to become professional because everything sure. is like out of place. Sure.
2: And it's also, um, depends who's uh, your trainer and everything like that. You know? Oh, okay. Because I remember when I was in Cuba, I used to do, um, <coughs> sorry, I used to do um, cyclism, you know? and I, I was really, uh, really good with that. You know, and then like when I when I'm about to go to the highest level, on it, I uh, like my my coach. She came here to United States, oh, okay. and then like she left me behind. And like, then you don't have it. That's it. and then I don't have no more chance to have it.
0: When you have limited resources across the island, yeah,
2: there's specific things. If you want
0: to be Andy Cruz, if you can be real good at boxing, <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. work, right? Yeah. If you can do specifically that,
1: exactly. But at,
0: uh, even him he probably had to have a few things fall in his direction. He had good coaches. He was in a good place at the right time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cuba is very – it's all about timing in life, but Cuba is definitely about timing. The timing that I – like the time that I was in Cuba when I was like 15, it was really hard to get a coach because of that because everybody was trying to leave the island sure. so i have few people that show interest in me to like come and join the national team and like start training with people for but running. they will leave yeah for, for running. running but they will leave cuba so like the the coach that i always had in cuba was a sprinter coach so she really didn't, didn't know what to do with me and then the because i'm a middle distance long distance runner and all of those coaches were leaving the island to you know pursue the dreams and find freedom so it's kind of hard to find someone to stick with you like throughout the whole career so what do you run i run right now i'm a 1500 meter specialist and uh sometimes i do the 5k and the 800 meters too but i right now i'm focusing on the 1500 which is like the metric mile for the people in the u.s that don't really follow track and field Uh, it's the metric mile which is like uh three laps and 300 meters around the track you know Okay. Yeah.
0: So about a mile of you basically sprinting.
1: Yeah, basically, yeah, all out, all out. So four laps around the track, all out. Yeah.
0: And I know this is metric system. I'm an Amer- typical American. I know. Uh, <laughs> but
1: about how fast can you run one mile? So right now, if you convert my 1500 meters, 402. So four minutes and two seconds. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you know what the all time world record
1: is? Yeah, the all time world record, I think, in the mile. Is 347. Okay. So yeah. Not that far, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I think right now I'm in, uh, in great shape. So I have a race in New Jersey coming up uh, on Thursday. It's called Mouth M- uh, Mouth Mile in New Jersey. I think it's the county, not the county, but the city is like Lincroft, New Jersey. Uh, and I'm trying to break 40 in the mile over there. It's still getting bigger races. So what is the,
0: you You came to the United States, first thing you latched onto was soccer. You could run really well, mm-hmm. you know, United States, the soccer is not as big of a deal as it is in other, you know, Latin American countries or even European countries, a lot of countries. Mm-hmm. So you were able to get onto the newcomer soccer team and then the Fern Creek soccer team, mm-hmm. but in the back of your mind, you always knew that your specialty was how did you describe it? Middle distance running?
1: Middle distance running, yeah. So it's not it's not distance. So the di- distance will be considered five thousand meters and ten thousand meters, and then middle distance will be considered fifteen hundred meters. So it's no it's not <clears throat> it's not a sprint, but it's not a, a, a long distance. So it's like right in the middle, you're kinda sprinting, but you kinda holding it. So it's like a threshold pace that you hold throughout the race and then just like kick at the end, whatever you got left. Okay. So, yeah, it, middle distance would be considered 800 meters and 1,500 meters. And then the sprinting would be the 400, 200, and 100. And then distance would be 5,000 meters, 10,000 meters, and the marathon.
0: So your junior year, you played for Fern Creek Fern Soccer. Creek. What about your senior year?
1: My senior year, I did track. So I did tra- uh, cross country uh, the fall season, and then the sprint season came around, and I did track. How did you do? I did pretty good. I did pretty good. Uh, uh, cross country was kind of, like, off for me because, like I said, I'm not a – distance runners so it didn't come natural to me but when the track season came around they had me doing the 800 and i was winning all of them running pretty fast i and i broke two minutes which was a big deal back then in the 800 and uh i asked him to let me do the mile because i thought the mile would be like a fun thing to do it wasn't too fast but it wasn't too slow And uh, I ended up running 437, my first mile ever. And they were like, yeah, you're kind of good at it. So they let me do it throughout the season, and I ended up qualifying for something they have here in Louisville that is called the Dream Mile. And um, I finished third in the state of Kentucky that year in the Dream Mile, like out of the whole state of Kentucky. So then after that, I went to college for running.
0: Where did you go to college?
1: I went to Berea College. Yeah, Yeah, pretty small college. It's like an hour and a half, two hours from Louisville. And because uh, it was free. Sure. You yeah. Scholarship. Yeah. Free scholarship. And then after that, I transferred. After COVID happened, I transferred to OCU, Oklahoma City University. And then after that, I moved to Flagstaff.
0: Oh, you moved to Flagstaff, Arizona just, after, after, after
1: that? After, yeah. After that. I see. Okay. Hmm. So you've been at three colleges. You're currently. I've been at two colleges. So Berea and then OCU. And then Flagstaff is just like professional running. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're
0: at the point now, you're 23 Three. 23 years old. You're all in with the running program out of Flagstaff, Arizona. Yes, sir. Yeah. Interesting. You know, um, my wife, we did the Ancestry.com thing, and it tells you all sorts of crazy stuff. She's like 25% African. And mm-hmm. the, the places in Africa that her ancestors are from, it says, athletically, they are very good at running, kind of. I don't know exact short sprint mm-hmm. type things. Mm-hmm. You know, certain people are. You know, like Kenya, they dominate yeah. certain things. Yeah, they dominate
1: English. the distance. Yeah, for sure. But
0: then certain part of parts of Africa are more for sprinting. Sprinting. Yeah, and so and I, it's I, like Jamaica,
1: they really got it. That's
0: specifically, Usain Bolt is really good at sprinting, but mm-hmm. not just
1: him. Many other. Yeah, a lot of people, depending on the part of the world that you're in, uh, you, your ancestors like they would give you the genes to either have endurance or be really really fast at sprinting and for me i think i kind of got both like I, I i'm pretty good at sprinting i used to do sprinting that senior year in uh, in high school but i also was really good at like holding the distance like i could run for long too so that's what i combined that and started doing middle distance
0: wow so so The goal now is for you to to do what you said professionally.
1: Yeah, so now I'm currently training under Ryan Hall. He's a pretty big name in the running scene. He's, um, I think, he's a two times Olympic Olympian. He went to the Olympics, and then he has the American record in the half marathon. His wife, he retired ten years ago, and now he's training his wife. She's also pretty fast. Sarah Hall. She has the American record in the half marathon too. And they're sponsored by ASIC. So now I'm currently training training under him in Flagstaff, trying to make a professional, trying to get signed by a brand.
0: But 13.1 miles, that's much further than what you want. Yeah,
1: to yeah. He, he's definitely a marathoner, but he's pretty, pretty good uh, coaching the middle distance because he did middle distance when he was in college, in, in high school. So he knows about, about the distance a lot, but he also – he kind of brings the the things that i like i like the the endurance of the of the middle distance and he he works with me on that and right now it's working pretty good for us we went from running 353 in the 1500 to 343 uh in eight months wow yeah so and currently we trying to break the four minute barrier in the mile trying to get into bigger races you know like fifth avenue in new york and stuff like that four Mouth in uh missouri Trying to get into this big races so you can get signed. So would you be a candidate for the Olympics? Uh, right now I'm in Louisville to get my citizenship because my, uh, my laziness just, I should have done it, what, like five, three years ago, three, yeah. three, four years ago. But, oh, I yeah, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. So I came to get the citizenship because I cannot run for Cuba. So uh, after that I can be a candidate for the uh, Paris Olympics next year.
0: Oh, wow. So that is part of your
1: plan. Yeah, that's part of my plan. Yeah.
0: And I don't know how it works with amateurism versus
1: yeah. professional. You
0: mentioned professional running, but then we're also talking about the Olympics, which is, I think,
1: amateurism. No. So the, the Olympics is like pretty much just like the, the pinnacle of the sport. Just everybody. Yeah. The best so of the best. The best no of the what. best. Exactly. So it'd be like in the U.S., like the NBA, you know, like stuff like that, like the best of the best. When you get that trophy is like the world championship because they're the best in the world. Okay. So if you go to the Olympics and you get a medal, or if you finish like top 10, you're like top 10 in the world at that point. And it's a big deal because it happens every four sure. years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a it's the pinnacle of the sport, the Olympics, you can say that. But right now I'm still an amateur trying to make that transition from amateurism to professional running, which is like, you know, three, four seconds away from that.
0: Okay. How tall are you?
1: I'm six one. Okay, yeah. So yeah. you're pretty tall. Is yeah.
0: that common for people who run the mile
1: very fast for uh, them to be tall and long? You know, usually people as tall as me they run the eight hundred. Okay. Yeah, but we have you guys that run the the mile that are this tall, but not too many. Usually they like five nine.
2: You know, hundred okay.
1: hundred and forty pounds, hundred and thirty five pounds. You know, easy to move your body around. Yeah. Or like Danilo, More like Danilo. Yeah. yeah.
0: What what's Usain Bolt
1: great at? Usain ball like you talking about, like how tall he is. Uh, he is very tall. Yeah, he's but like six. He's like six four. Yeah, so he's very
0: big. But yeah. but what's his specialty? The
1: 100 and 200 meters. Okay, so that's much shorter. Sprinting. Than you. Yeah, yeah. Like shorter. he's like a straight sprinting, like all out. Like the record, he still has a record for the hundred meters. Is like nine nine sixty four. I don't know, I don't know, it's 964 or 959, something like that in the 100, so like 9 seconds in the 100 meters, that's pretty fast.
0: Okay. Yeah. Your parents are both in Louisville now, they were doctors in Cuba. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm being nosy, that's the job as an interviewer, I guess. (laughs) They're not not doctors anymore? Nope. Okay, that sucks.
1: No, yeah, they, um, you have to know English to be able to like get your title back, like the... Basically, right now, my mom is a medical assistant. Okay, she is in the so, industry. So she's in the industry for sure. And my dad is just working on Ford. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's good for him though. He likes it there. But yeah, they're not doctors right now.
0: My mother-in-law is 67 years old. She lives right over there, a couple of rooms over. And she was like an author in Cuba. She was published all over Cuba. In Spain, she was in certain little worlds, kind of famous. Mm-hmm. Now she works at Walmart right over here and loves it. Mm-hmm. She's sixty-seven. She's yeah. like, "This is great." Yeah. She wants to work more and more. That's
1: exactly more and more hours because I think she's making more money working there than she ever really has anywhere oh, else. Yeah. That's that's what happens too. My dad is happy because he he bought his first house like two years after being in the states. Good for him. Yeah, so like. Like, how much is that house that's what it, that's like 10 times what he made in cuba if not like 20 times
0: so he still lives in, you all you all live in that house when you're in louisville that's where you stay
1: yeah that's what i stay we stay there
0: wow yeah. that's that's kind of the american dream is home ownership mm-hmm. yeah real life home ownership i think in cuba you can own houses in cuba
1: yeah we have a house in cuba still we still haven't sold it but it's not the same what do you mean well, basically, uh, if you get lucky like they got lucky, uh, they had this old lady that they were taking care of for a long time because they were doctors, and okay. she and she didn't have any family, so she was kind enough and left the house to my dad. I see. So we did have a house in Cuba, but it's it's not the same because. Basically, it's not really your house. Like you, you don't pay rent, you don't pay mortgage, you don't pay anything. But you don't have the ability to say, let's say, I want to build something on top of my house for my kid. You can't. You know, if you even if you even if they let you do it, then you have to find the materials for the construction. You can't find them, so it's 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 a little different here. You, you have the If you do something
0: freedom. that bothers the government, they might just take it from you. Yeah. Well, you.
1: Exactly. No, they would they would definitely take it from you. Um, uh, and then. The people in the neighborhood, they're they watching. They're watching you, so they They don't, will be
2: like, they don't like something. They just told the the government, and then the government... Yeah, they come. Go with it, like, where you found this, like, how you get the money to buy this stuff, or that kind of stuff, yeah. Even though they may
0: be receiving money from other ways, too, they don't care. They're just but trying to get help. you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah.
1: yeah, they just pretty much snitch on you, and they tell the government, like, basically, hey, this person is doing this and this and this, this is illegal activity. And they just shut the whole operation down.
2: That's yeah, it, even man. if you if you got the money and they know you have the money for it because you work or you do whatever you do, you know? They always find a way to get something from you mm-hmm. so they let you do it. You know what I mean? So basically you have to pay them to, like, okay, like, I'll let you do it. It's fine. But you have to give me mm-hmm. something. There's so.
0: different types of informants. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? exactly. There will be some that are, like, I've heard from my wife, but mm-hmm. there will be some that are definitely informants they Mm -hmm. always have nice things the government gives them nice things so of course they're going to tell the government everything Mm -hmm. but then there's other people who kind of want to be like that Mm -hmm. that's like and they're like well maybe if i rat this guy out for this they'll like me a little more so everybody's just trying to fucking rat on each other all the time exactly sounds horrible
1: no and it's, it's, it's worse now too because at this point you you just do it because you envy the person you know like i got I got no shoes And you got a pair of Nike's I gotta find something That I can snitch on you So you lose your pair of Nike's you know? Wow Yeah I'm sorry yeah. It's mm-hmm. always very sad My
0: wife and I Watch movies about Cuba We watched There was one movie Called like
1: Una Noche
0: And it was These two This guy Two guys And a girl Escaping Cuba On a raft And it was We watched the whole movie And at the end They thought they had Got to Miami They'd wash up Back on the shore In Cuba Go to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's Like the movie, movie's over. I'm like, everything about Cuba is so fucking depressing. It is depressing. I, I, <laughs> everything, <laughs> every movie,
2: everything. I'm like, geez.
1: No, it is really depressing. When Watch out.
2: Uh, the name of uh, this a good movie too. It's a uh, 90 miles. That's the name of 90 miles. 90 yeah, miles. that's a crazy movie too. That's, oh, is it that's in Spanish? Crazy. It's yeah. okay. It's a it's like it's Cuban. It's, I mean, I think it's like you can have. You can find us the subtitles.
0: Okay. Yeah. What's it about? Of course, there's 90 Same miles from South Beach. Yeah, to it's to like Cuba, about that.
2: Yeah, to go to South Beach to Miami. That night, miles. Like what happened on those the, on those night miles? You
1: Are you talking about the movie that there was like these two kids trying to do that? Or I'm no, tripping. it's
2: like a whole family. It's, like, it's a, like a whole family. Yeah, it's like a pregnant girl or something like that. Yeah. I might have like like watched that a lot. Yeah, it's, it's pretty depressing. Is I can't wait <laughs> no it is interesting yeah it is it is, it is
0: because uh, you know growing up here in the United States a lot, myself included mm-hmm. everyone here it's difficult to have perspective mm-hmm. on how good we actually have it mm-hmm. because this is just what we've always had So exactly. we, we don't know
1: yeah I mean it is nice to be in the US for sure like now that I'm here I'm like a spoiler too you know what I mean like if I go back to Cuba it'd be hard for me but um, when you think about it it cuba is just like a weird place it's so close to the states but when you think about it, it's a complete different world sure like yeah communism definitely
0: oh man Mm -hmm. it's wild there's so many different things we are propagandized here you know through our public schools Mm -hmm. to believe the united states military is always good Mm -hmm. things like that so that exists here too Mm -hmm. but talking to my wife you know, it's a little different over Mm -hmm. there because you don't even have access. When she was growing up, she didn't have access to the internet to Mm -hmm. learn about, you know, everything about the United States was told to her was, it's very (laughs) dangerous. You don't want to go there. It's horrible. Yeah. And then it's like pretty much everything she was taught about that type stuff, she found out was like a lie. And then, so it's like, well, what
2: wasn't a lie? You just don't know, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, before, like, I thought when I was like maybe 13, 12, you cannot even wear like, T shirt with the American flag. Oh. And nothing like that. You cannot speak like nothing about United States. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Back in the day it used to be a lot crazier. Now they got computers and iPhones and they got internet. Access to the internet. It's like more free than they got YouTube. Back when we were kids, like 13, 14, like Danilo said, you couldn't do nothing. Like, you couldn't talk about it. You couldn't wear an American flag. You couldn't say anything bad about Fidel Castro or the government or any of those people. So, it was wild back then.
2: Yeah, they, we have also a rapper. His name is uh, Aldo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you put that kind of song, if the <laughs> government hear you with that kind of songs, they push you in jail. Better because, yeah, because they sing, uh, you know, about the government.
1: Yeah, they rap about like they anti the government, like they sure. they hate. He got real
0: popular a couple of years ago. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, yeah, he like, he actually yeah. came here to see Ultra not that long ago. Aldo. Yeah. yeah, he came to. He lives in Tampa now. He
2: came here to see what to oh, sing. Oh he, he no, do no like he a came. Concert.
1: No, he came to see Ultra. Ultra. The you know Ultra.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. That's Ultra. like a the big podca- name yeah. from uh, Cuba. Part I, of, uh,
1: yeah, he does podcasts. He has. He does like he said. He's an influencer he's on you all over youtube everything's Facebook. in spanish yeah everything's in spanish yeah he's has yeah. got like a
2: cuban
1: he's a cuban guy yeah
0: my idea for the kelly patrick show podcast i've recorded almost 700 episodes i've been telling danilo and that's why yeah. we got you mm-hmm. yeah. is because like we got these boxers in our gym who are like cuban national teams mm-hmm. like they know andy cruz they know everyone mm-hmm. Yeah. And i'm like well, i don't have to be able to talk to them danilo you or marlon mate not your marlon. cousin Marlon. It, it would preferably be someone who speaks Spanish and English. English, yeah. yeah. But even if not, even if it's just Spanish, kind of cool. Yeah. So you could do like, you interview someone on here, I don't even have to understand what you're saying.
1: Of course. And yeah. then,
0: you know, learn about different things because spreading uncensored information is oh, pretty yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty valuable. That, yeah. It's a big deal in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah,
1: he, he he's pretty big in the QM community. He talks about all kinds of stuff, like in his podcast, Ultra, that guy that I was talking about. O-T? So it's U-L-T-R-A, Ultra. Yeah. Ultra, okay. Yeah.
0: And he's not a fan of, like, Miguel diaz Canal. Oh, no. No, no. he's not,
1: uh, no. He even, you, he, you does sure? prank. <laughs> he does prank calls, calls them all kinds of names, like, he he definitely...
2: Uh, he do a prank that... <laughs> they call the, the the police station the chief. Yeah, the chief of the police station, <laughs> and then they mess with them and everything like that. In like, Cuba, so yeah, in Cuba, from he here to like
1: Cuba. Cuba yeah. yeah, and he records that life. Uh, he does uh, lives on YouTube and Facebook a lot, and people yeah. watch that. It's pretty big for that.
0: Okay, very cool. So you are in Louisville now.
1: For how long? I'm gonna be here for. Probably another month. Okay. Yeah, I've been here for like a month and a half, but I'm waiting to uh citizenship. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to call me to take the test. So you, the, and specifically, the purpose for that? Are
0: you a citizen? Aren't you, Danilo? No, not yet. Okay. I'm lazy like him. Okay. <laughs>
2: I'm waiting. i try to do it this
0: year. You know. Well, you don't have Probably. no offense, but like you might go to the Olympics. Yeah. So that you have a specific reason. You don't need. The citizenship yeah. to be a boxing coach do you no no, no. no I don't. but you definitely
1: do to represent yeah.
0: the united states in the olympics
1: exactly yeah i cannot if i want to run professional like i said i have to run for a country and i cannot run for cuba you know
0: you'd have to go back there obviously
1: well the thing is that they make you oh that's an interesting topic they make you actually reached out to a girl right now that runs for cuba she lives in um uh, peru so she doesn't live in Cuba, but she runs for Cuba. But the whole thing is that they sign you with Puma. You have to sign with Puma, and they basically don't let you have an agent. Ooh. Which right now, hey man, hey, I want I want you to be my agent, you know, and then you can find me the best deal and whatever brand. They they make you sign with Puma so they can control your money, and sure. then pretty much they. And then if you don't want to run for Cuba anymore and you want to run for the United States, they uh, they ban you for years in the World Athletics. So it's a whole thing. So you're,
0: it you're not going to be banned for four years because you're not
1: trying. That. No, no. If you
0: went with them, you did the Puma thing, then you left.
1: Yeah. Then you would be banned. Then, then you'd, you'd be, be banned, it. and then basically you you screwed because if you run for them, it's hard to get in races. It's hard to make money off running. It's it's hard to just keep your career alive in general. And I think uh, right now is like. The best has been because they letting people from like living outside of the us outside of the island run for Cuba. That's but the it's, best. It's the best. It's the best. It's Rel- been relatively. Relative. I'm interrupting you. Sorry. No, it's no, the no best. Go ahead.
0: It's the best that it's been.
1: Yeah, because. It's the best that it's been since, like, forever. Because right now they're letting you run for Cuba. You if are you,
0: technically getting a corporate sponsorship. Mm-hmm. You're probably getting a fraction of what the no, Cuban government No, I mean, gets. it's
1: not even a fraction. Man, it's crazy because it. they, you can only like, give a few good. And, I mean, right now I'm not that good. But, like, let's say I get good enough that, like, I can sign a million-dollar contract. They will keep everything and not even give you 100 k Yeah.
0: You'll get 40 bucks a month, though, probably. It's,
1: something like that they yeah. will give you well right now she told me she's like say like the girl that i was talking to she says Say you don't want to do this like i'm telling you if you can run for cuba i mean for the states you, you should do that yeah. you i have a friend in spain that did it and she regrets it she hates the guts because basically they should give you money for hotels and mo- i mean you professional you like the best in the country and they don't don't pay for hotels, don't pay for food, don't even send you their sponsorships, like their shoes and their gear. They don't send you none of that. And then they keep the money. They pocket that money too. So it's not even a fraction of a fraction. And on top of that, you you lose competition, you know, like you you, you could be a lot better and they just don't let you do that.
0: Wow. I, I know communism in theory says why would you want to earn money for yourself? We should share it all, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, obviously, obviously it's complete bullshit. Obviously, yes, Of course. But, but over time, what it seems to me, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, is that Cuba is probably trying to move toward more like, I guess, a China model. Mm-hmm. They're still communism,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they make a ton of money.
1: Exactly. They don't oh, yeah. give
0: it to the, they, I mean, they don't give it to the athletes and stuff, probably. Nope. But... They do. Gen- it's like state capitalism. Mm-hmm. I think is what it, the term is. I state think is capitalism. Also, yeah, I think as that's long as the called. government keeps the money, then capitalism's okay. It's okay, yeah. right? Then that's the only reason.
1: That's yeah. Okay. It's right just- now, they got people from like Portland investing in a, <clears throat> in a beer company, like a beer factory, and they they making beer in, in C- Cuba. Yeah, like a whole like it's just capitalism. Like they have a whole factory making beer right now. Interesting. Yeah, I I heard of that because of that guy that I was talking about, Ultra. He he talked about there's um I think it's from Portland. Some guys from Portland did an investment in Cuba and they have a whole factory like you know top notch technology to make beer in Cuba and export it.
2: Okay. And they let the Russian guys too to be um they invest on the banks. So they make mm-hmm. basically the, they are doing banks and stuff like that on Cuba. Mm-hmm. You know, so like banking
1: and stuff like that. We don't really know the r- the news. Because they keep the information to themselves, they don't really let the public have the information. But from what I heard from that guy, he's a pretty reliable source. Uh, they having all kinds of people invest in Cuba and do banking and do factories and real estate and hotels. I mean, you got to see the hotels they're building in Havana. They like. Top, they, like, five-star hotels, like, bigger than the ones with, like, army no, not, hotels. And
2: they don't, they, don't have,
0: they don't have the power outages in those mm-hmm. hotels. No.
1: <laughs> I mean, you see the hotel, and then you look to the left of it, and then you see, you know. Black. Nothing. Like, you know, it's just crumps. Like, it's
0: like if you fly over North and South <laughs> Korea. South
1: Korea is all lit up mm-hmm.
0: during yeah. the night. It's, like, all sorts of capitalism and mm-hmm. stuff going on. North Korea, just completely black. Black. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, insane, it's
1: yeah. insane. It's insane.
0: You know what's wild? So uh Danilo, you just showed me this guy. His name is Jorge Batista. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes by Ultra. Ultra, mm-hmm. yeah. What's interesting to me is it lists here his telephone. Look, his telephone number mm-hmm. is a five oh two number.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he lives here. He lives here. He's he live
0: here. And does he speak English?
1: Uh, I don't, I don't tell Honestly, him. you I don't should I, I should sh- talk to yeah. him. You should I was Wait. gonna say, man, I you, you guys should link because he's the goat when he comes to this kind of but stuff. Yeah. Any English? I don't think he speaks English. Well, then I'll get Danilo. On yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You can, yeah, you, you, you can well, I get mean his girl
2: speaking. Yeah, we
1: also know his girl. His girl went to uh, The school with us. Uh, yeah, the newcomers. Yeah. Yeah, his girl's name is Amanda. She went to school with us. That's him right there. That's yeah. him right there. Okay. Yeah, so he's just completely anti. Completely. Com- oh, he yeah. is yeah.
0: anti-communism. Yeah, he, he
1: hates the guts. They hate him too. They talk about him yeah. in the Seattle in Cuba, like the news. It's like the
2: Cuba. news yeah cuban like why
1: the cuban news is called noticiero and they talk about him in Cuba. he's the ultimate gusano yeah a gusano yeah. he's definitely a Gusano. a yeah. at this point he's bad like he's worse than gusano they gotta find a new word for him yeah because
0: <laughs> you're in yankee town in mm-hmm.
2: the united states talking trash about talking something.
0: all sorts of shit about mm-hmm. everything
2: and then now it's worse because now people got uh access to internet in Cuba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people see what's going on. You know what I mean? Internet's great. People yeah. say that screen time is bad for kids,
0: and it may be in some ways. You know, there's some legitimacy course, to some of yeah. those things.
1: Uh, yeah. but overall,
0: overall, it
1: gives you. I think overall, it gives the average human or the average citizen the the ability to know the truth. You know, even if you don't have freedom because you're in Cuba, but at least you know the truth. Sure. You know, when we grew up, we were completely blindsided by everything. Oh, Americans are bad. Oh, Americans this. Oh, American that. American has, like, they blocked us, and they, they don't let any ship come in here. They don't let food come into the country. They don't yep. let. So you you live a world of like, illusion, fantasy. It's not real. And he, you know, talks about all kinds of sorts of stuff. Because Cuba be like, oh, uh, the Americans in the United States, they hungry. They don't have money. They don't have a job. They, they don't have a house. And he explains everything, like, we yeah. have we have rights we have amendments we we can carry guns we can buy houses we you know you, you you can get married you can do anything in the united states you know if you follow the law for the most part yeah no, compared I, to I, cuba. I agree compared to
0: cuba yeah, yeah compared I to mean, Cuba. i mean i'm not a fan of any government even especially or even the united states mm-hmm, government of course but at the same time i would sound like a complete fucking moron
1: mm-hmm. if yeah. i'd say
0: like there's a better place to live or if you look at the list of billionaires in the world mm-hmm. I forget the numbers but it's like there's only a 1000 billionaires in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 800 of them live in the United States no, no, or yeah. something
1: crazy like that. Yeah, like almost 90% of the 90% of the world's wealth world, I think is just here. Sure. And and when you compare that to Cuba like the what they're saying in Cuba is like United United States is bad. You know, they don't you don't have money, you don't have food sometimes. And uh he explains that all of that is trash cuz the government is trying to send a message to the ma- masses in Cuba and he's just like, they straight up lying to you all. And, if and I think that's why they hate his guts.
2: If you look on YouTube, some kind of guys that they put like, uh, like uh, who's the billionaires huh? like, on the world? Like Fidel Castro back in the day when he's alive, he, was he was used to be one of, <laughs> of them. You know what I mean? So he used to be one of the billionaires on the world and like, Cuba, Raul like might you might be know? now maybe. yeah maybe yeah. oh they definitely I mean, it's yeah. a whole it's a whole country that make money for like with, with everything you know but it's not for the countries for them <sighs> i mean so.
0: it, and if it's for them that's not even that that's good except they're like torturing a whole fucking island of oh, yeah. generations exactly. of people ruining their lives lying to them mm-hmm. so i mean i don't mind people getting rich mm-hmm. that's good
2: No, exactly, but if I you're was.
1: specifically doing it where well, you're the opposite of what you're claiming to do, which is definitively
2: mm-hmm.
0: exploitation.
1: Like, is different. And, I mean, if you, when you think about it, they make making money in any industry. Like, even in the, the medicine industry, like with my mom and my dad, they promised my mom back in the day, 24, uh, 2004, she went to Venezuela and they promised her an apartment, the money, she didn't even get a third of the money, and never got that apartment, never got anything, and she went to Venezuela and Pakistan. For like a few years. And she never got anything that they promised. So they just kept all that money. They pocketed the money. Yeah. When you think about it, it's, it's insane. I mean, you have uh, generations of generations of people just being lied to. And they don't have any anything that they can do about it. It has become an uh,
0: interest of mine over time, of course, with my wife. But meeting her... You know, she had opinions that were kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. It was like a progression
1: mm-hmm.
0: to see. At the beginning, she would tell me, Fidel Castro's not good, but, you know, people still do like Che Guevara. And then, like, so, you know, we would talk about, <laughs> and learn about different things. And now she's, like, completely, like. Against the whole thing. Against all I of mean, it. But it's just a process. You have so much planted in your head. She came here in 2014. Exactly. And then, you know. Where Yves part of Cuba is Yves Yves Swiss, from? Las Tunas. Uh, Las Tunas. Uh, so Manatee. Okay, yeah. So kinda the country. She's kinda like a redneck. She's yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. She's ten, a redneck for t- sure. T- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ten hour drive, I think, from Havana. Exactly. No, like yeah,
1: she's definitely a redneck. She in that in that area, wait, who is it from Las Tunas? Uh, 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 Stevenson.
0: Uh Teofilo. Teofimo. Yeah. Tia Te- um Yeah, that's his name, right? Yeah, the, the boxer. The boxing, big
2: heavyweight. Yeah. The big one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I forgot like his name. Tiafilo Stevenson. Stevenson, yeah.
1: yeah. that's the part of Cuba we would call like the country. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was
2: way out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that no, is what you that said, is like, worse. We got old people still in Cuba that they see my what's grandma. going on. Like, like you <laughs> got like nothing. Like you, the house, like they don't have nothing. You know what I mean? And they still believe it. Yeah, know? my my grandma,
1: for example, I love her to death. But my mom's mom, she um, she still believes like some of the stuff. You know, and uh, it's it's funny because it's just like so. So bizarre. Like, how do you explain to you, your grandma, like, all of that is, all of that bullshit. It's bullshit. Like, you have it's not real. You
0: 60, 70 years of mm-hmm. brainwashing. Like, my wife's mom, mm-hmm. she taught in Cuba for 40, over 40 years. That's what
1: my grandma did. She was a principal in the school. Same like type she, thing. Exactly. So, so,
0: she was not only the one who believed
1: it. But she's the one She's the one it. who is teaching it to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now like,
0: I expect, I'm the white guy in the United States, like, nope, you need to just not believe any of that anymore. It's yeah. unrealistic. So I, I get it.
1: It's, yeah. it's hard to, I mean, and they old, man. Like, you know, you they actually grew up on that. And, and at the beginning, like 1959 is when the revolution took over. And then, my I don't know how old my, she's like 70 years old. So like the whole time she's been under that communism, under that, um, what do you call it? Dog train.
2: Yeah, dog train. Yeah. yeah. The doctor. No, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And then, like, um, like you talking about your wife uh, about Guevara and all that stuff. <laughs> that I know, we have books here in school, and then school teach you about oh, Guevara and all that stuff. And then, uh, like, I don't want to be like about like gay people. Also, they got the T-shirt of uh, Guevara and they don't know like Guevara. Yeah, yeah, he hate. He Literally killed. killed them. He killed gay people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why we have to talk about it. You know, and then the school, they push over, the like gay people have their t-shirt and they don't know the story, like the real story, what is the truth, you know about it. And then they're calling other people homophobic, maybe. Exactly. And those people haven't killed gay people. It's, but it's, you're it's, worshiping
0: it's, this guy who literally killed. And you
1: have the t-shirt. Yeah, we have you know, a whole right? day, like a whole holiday where everybody in the school used to go to the river for Camilo and yeah. throw. I don't know if you heard of that. And fuego. Yeah. yeah, Camilo's and, Fuegos and the and everybody from the school leaves the school with the teachers, and we go to, like, a river or a creek and throw roses and uh, flowers yeah, for so him. My wife did tell me about exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's, like, it's wild, and it's hypocritical.
0: We, it's like, to a degree, we do stuff like that here, you know, to a degree. Every government, yeah. I think, is just... That's their whole purpose is to try to get the people to believe in them, support yeah. them. I get it. So
1: yeah.
2: it
0: happens everywhere, but it's very strong when, the at its core... The belief is, you're not a piece of shit, are you? You're selfless, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You're selfless. You mm-hmm. care about others, right? Exactly. So as long as you believe that, then I think you can kind of do mental gymnastics, convince yourself everything else makes sense. Exactly. When like, just because I don't believe that bullshit doesn't mean that I don't want to help someone else. Or exactly.
1: Yeah, I think the whole thing is that if you're not selfless, then you're against us. And then that means that you're against everybody. Because you don't want to help anybody, you don't want to share with anybody, and like you said, not because I'm selfish and I want I want to better myself and I want a career and I want my money and I want my house. That doesn't mean that I won't help people, you know.
0: And even if you did, like, what are
1: you hurting people? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So
0: even if you were a selfish asshole,
1: yeah, as long as I don't go and kill, like, you know, homosexual people, steal from people, or
0: do anything. And and in a way, you owning your own house, you're paying property taxes. You're going to the store and buying things. You're contributing to the economy. So mm-hmm. the expectation—it's a great sales pitch. It's like a yeah. great the sales ultimate, pitch. <laughs> ultimate. If I've always joked, if I wanted to run for office
1: and win, mm-hmm. I should be a democratic socialist. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I it sounds amazing.
0: It sounds great.
1: It sounds like, oh my God, this is the guy that we need. And then when you know time comes, it's I'm the one who's getting rich. Yeah. yeah. yeah and you guys are safe. just not even getting the crumbs. Pretty much. Um, So, what is next for you, Sayer? So, uh, running-wise. Sure, running-wise. Yeah, that
0: is your life, right? Is there anything else? You have any kids? You married? Uh, No,
1: I'm no, I'm single, no kids. Okay. Um,
0: But your your life focus right now, at 23 years old, is.
1: Yeah, running. Yeah, right now it's all about running. My Danilo helps me. All my friends help me with it. My mom, my dad, everybody's just helping me make it into the. professional world, professional scene. So next for me is uh, that race in New Jersey. I'm running the mile. What is the date of that again? Uh, The 31st. Okay. I think it's around like 7 p.m. New Jersey. I don't know, Eastern time.
0: The the 31st of August?
1: Yeah, of this month. So like I'm leaving tomorrow. Okay. I'm flying to New Jersey tomorrow, racing on Thursday, and then flying back on the second.
0: One race, about a a mile?
1: Yeah, just a mile. It's actually a full mile. So it's like 16... 16 uh, what It's 1600 meters so it's four laps around the track and uh after that i might have two more races the fifth avenue mile in new york and uh another race in missouri and then after that we will have to like sit down with my will have to sit down with my coach and like see what's next for me but right now we're just trying to get the time from uh 343 to 337 so I can hit the Olympic standard, the Olympic trial standard, so I can go to the Olympic trials.
0: You said that people have been helping you to train. You even mentioned Danilo.
1: Yes. Sir.
2: How do
0: they help you train? What do you mean? What does a workout look like? Where
1: does this happen? What do you do? Running, I know, I, but beyond that. You yeah. have to
2: be on the bike to be on you know, his face. <laughs> to keep Yeah, I can Yeah, I, can, I cannot run on... Yeah, yeah well, be he's bike.
1: been helping me since I started back in 2018, like when I started running. He's been helping me with like shoes, like not really, nobody really knows about that, but he's been helping me, like sending me money to buy running shoes, to, you know, food, to giving me rights to practice, to giving me uh, rights to come back from practice. Uh, And right now he's helping me just like going to the gym, you know, recording a few videos for social media, Okay. uh, and the bike, and the track, or like, (coughs) <coughs> just like his presence sometimes like giving me the water or giving me a ride to the track because right now i don't have a car in louisville so sure. he drives me around and stuff like that but yeah yeah he's, he's he's been a big part of my career for sure danilo has yeah danilo. Interesting. yeah yeah, since the start.
2: i remember from high school we used to get up like at four, <laughs> 4 a four four a.m we go to the gym i do some stuff he do running you know and then we go to school after that at 6, 6 something, like 6.30. Yeah, we school to used school. to start at like 7. We, you used to take a shower on the gym. I plan of fitness, the yeah. plan of fitness. And then we go to school. Then after school, we, won't, we get back to work. And then we keep like that for like a few months. Yeah. Keep doing it, I, I, so this I isn't understand. new. You you guys have been known each other for about eight years?
1: Yeah, since yeah. since the start. I, I met him like three months after I got to the United States, after I got to Louvre.
0: So this is turning into a recurring theme for Danilo. Danilo, you arrived in the United States at what age?
1: Uh, same, like sixteen,
2: fifteen,
0: sixteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So because you speak English and Spanish and you're part of the Cuban community, you're able to kind of help coordinate different things for, you know, the boxing, of mm-hmm. course,
2: is a big yeah. big thing for you? Yeah, I mean, I try. try He's a big yeah.
1: coordinator. Kind of. Yeah. A
2: middleman or a... a I like, like, I mean, I like it. I just, I always like to help people uh, achieve their dream. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, boxing, like Yusneel and Luis, you know, like I always trying to find him like fights, you know, what's the best for them. I always try to talk to managers about them, you know, and all that stuff. Like there's a lot of people interested in them that they talk about me, you know, with me, about them, you know. And I always try to, like, uh, explain, like, what's United States because um, a lot of people, when they come to United States, like sport, you know, and stuff like that, there's people that are looking for you, but they're not looking for you to be uh, part of you like, uh, journey, you know what I mean? They always trying to look for you for, like, okay, I, I can get money with him. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then that's it, you know. They don't care about you know, like. Like you said, yeah, he used to have a promotion. Before he came to the gym, he used to have a promotion. The, the promotion made him lose one fight. The promoter? Yeah, the promoter. In Mexico, yeah, wasn't it? In Mexico, yeah. So they make him lose that fight. You know what I mean? He wasn't even training. He wasn't even eating. He was crossing the border. All that kind of stuff, you know. Just gave him bad advice because the promoter made a little bit of money right then, exactly. so they didn't care yeah. what happened after that. I mean, they pay him like he probably get like two thousand for the fight, that's and they was giving him like twenty bucks. Oh, so I mean? oh, so they get. Oh, so they made two thousand. Maybe he got exactly. Yeah. So that's that's what the point. And then when he came to the gym, I talked to him and I told him, "Listen, these promotions are good for you." Blah blah blah, and then like he he split out with them. You know what I mean? So yeah, I always like to try my best to. Explain people what, what they're coming to. You know what I mean? Because I know I've been through a lot here in the United States, even since I got 16 years old. It's only me and my mom, and I had to be working since 16 to help her out, you know what I mean? Sure. But I know, yeah, like um, like uh, Marlon, you see Marlon, he's not going to the gym a lot. Not your cousin he's Marlon, but the The, the, Marlon, the boxer, yeah, yeah the, other, the other guy, yeah. yeah. And like, um, you know, he's not going because he's working and then he making money, you know what I mean? So I transplant them, like, Okay, it's good, you're making money, and I get it, you don't you don't get nothing from Cuba, and then you come here, and you're making money for work, and then you get used to, like, okay, like, this is it, you know? They're not looking forward, sure. you know? They're not, they're not looking for move forward, like, go achieve their dream and stuff like that. They yeah, just it's kind of hard to have the vision. Yeah, exactly. They they just stick on, a, like, okay, I'm making money here, I got my apartment, I got my car, that's it, you know? I'm going to stick with my, with working, and that's it. What sucks about that is a
0: lot of times those people seem to have maybe family back in Cuba that they're sending money to also. So uh they're they're working real hard here. Uh They're sending, even if it's $200 a month or something, not that much even, to them back there, it's a big deal. So they get into their own little world here when in reality what they... I know it's easy for me to say, but what they should be doing is within a couple of years buying a house like your father did, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Bought, he bought a house here, right? He did
1: buy a house, yeah. Yeah, so,
0: I mean, someone advised him
1: to do that. Exactly. I mean, he when he got here, they told him the process. is like, you got to work for two years, you Before know, keep a job. Okay, get, to, get, build to get a loan. Exactly. Build up, build up your so credit. he knew right away. Be reliable. He, he Yeah, he was a straight. He It was easy for him in the sense of, like, he knew what he needed to do to get what he wanted. He didn't want to three million dollar house and he didn't like he just had to feed me i'm an only child so for him it was just like work two years build up your credit uh be reliable don't you know don't get fired from work and then you get your loan you get your house back then the houses was a lot cheaper than now he he
0: bought a house at a good time yeah Uh, yeah,
1: yeah for sure so he bought the house like 2017 Wow. Yeah, twenty seven uh fifty yeah, twenty seventeen, Adana So twenty seventeen he bought his first house. Yes.
0: So you always have a place to stay when you're in. because exactly. your yeah. dad owns a house now that's not going anywhere. You have children, maybe who knows? You know, that's yeah
1: that's a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely a big deal for us. And and for him, he got here when he was like forty
2: nine. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, like um my mom now she has a house too. But he knows like how we start. You know, we used to like sleep his he, he used to sleep on my house, I used to sleep on his house, like every kind like an apartment like yeah, an yeah. apartments, like I live on like one bedroom apartment, I, I sleep with my mom only, you know, and kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's how we start here, you know? Yeah, you don't know. And then we, we build it up, you know, like I do my best, my mom does he, do her uh, his best. And now she has her her own house, you know. So that so at one point, okay.
0: At one point you all lived in Whispering Hills apartments.
2: Yeah, at one point we
1: he
0: all yeah. Cubans seem to. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We uh, he used to live by Indian Trail. Okay. I those really like bad neighborhood. Close of close to him. the other gym.
0: Yeah, close yeah, to like
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. naomi. The old exactly. Yeah, yeah, closer
1: to the other gym. I also know what you're talking about. Yep, like yep, yep, yeah naomi. by Papa Lever. Yep. But yeah, he used to live in like really bad area at the beginning, like one bedroom apartment, like he said, sleeping with his mom. And I used to live by Fagan Bush Lane, like no Drive in Fagan Bush, like right by Audi, and, um, yeah, like a two-bedroom. I had my own room and stuff, but, yeah, it was, that's how we started.
0: And your mom has a house now, too? Yeah, she She has a house,
2: yeah. Very cool. That's the thing, yeah, we start, like, we used to get down for, like, a run or do, like, you know, play soccer and stuff like that, and he always, like, we just see, like, uh, shots and stuff, like, gunshots and all that kind of stuff, you know? In People it, selling drugs and stuff like that, you <laughs> know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, when we got here,
1: it was a cultural shock, and, I mean, shocks in every kind of... Like, they used to, like, have, like, gunshots at night, fights, drugs, you know. So then
0: you see that here, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, maybe some of the shit they were saying was true. Yeah. yeah. It's all dangerous.
1: Well, yeah, it is It is a lot more dangerous than Cuba in the sense of, you know, they got guns. They will kill you, yeah. you know. They, they, they have gangs. They have all kinds of stuff like that, but, Yeah.
2: Yeah, because in Cuba we live we don't we didn't live on the best cities in Cuba. Like I'm from like kinda like a Hutu, too, like a bad neighborhood in Cuba. He was too. So when we came here we was like, Okay, you know, it's like a, it's not like a big deal we live on this before, you know what I mean? But it's not the same, like here you know you don't hear like gunshots in Cuba or like, you know, people mm-hmm. like going with the kids like, Okay, you need you want drugs and stuff like that, like <laughs> I can sell it to you, you know? All that kind of stuff. Different obstacles, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, before we wrap things up, what are your social media plugs or anything else you'd like to
1: mention Uh, to
0: promote yourself to today's episode?
1: Of course, of course, uh, Zaire041299. That's my Instagram, and just Zaire Salgado, S-A-I-R, and my last name, Salgado, S-A-L-G-A-D-O. That's my Facebook, and uh, that's that's where you can find me on the
2: media. (laughs) Yeah. Good stuff. And of course, de- Coach Danilo. Danilo Coach. Yeah, I got Danilo Coach on Instagram. And uh, on Facebook, I got Danilo Despain at Tennessee. Despain's like D E S P A I G N E. What's your full name, Danilo? Da, uh, my full name, actually? Full name. It's like Danilo Osmel de la Rosa Despain. Okay. Yes, I got like two names and two last names. And Despain
0: is the same name as your. Gior- Your cousin in the gym now. Yeah. Jordan.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jordan
0: and Marlon, too. Marlon's Okay. Okay. What about your full name?
1: My full name is Sair Edithinho Salgado Fernandez. Okay. Yeah, I also got two names, like a a first name, middle name, and two last names.
0: Okay. Very cool. I appreciate both of you coming on the show today. As far as I'm concerned, at some point. We get an update, maybe you could mm-hmm. get back in Louisville, or even if it's over Zoom, Danilo, you help to be my Cuban quarterback for these episodes. I would love, oh uh, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> definitely, yeah,
0: because there's some good shit going on in Louisville, oh, right? Yeah. With the Cuban presence, not just athletically,
2: a lot of Cubans, here. Yeah, a lot like of the the Cuban city. involvement
0: in the, like the Republican Party and different polit- political things, and all sorts of uh, Cubans are are a unique. Um, a unique group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Very entrepreneurial once they get here. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of cool to keep track of and to try to learn more about. So I appreciate both of you all coming on. Thank yeah, you no, for, thank having, you us, for having us, man. Thank yeah. you. You're very welcome. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we'll have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon. <laughs>